0: from a top secret network of highly secure locations across North America. This is the Summer League edition of the Spurs Insider. I am your host as always Mike Fingered, joined by Express News Spurs beat writers Jeff McDonald and Tom Orsborne, who is setting up shop. It's a secure location. This might be one of his most secure locations he's ever he's ever podcasted from it's so we might get to that later
1: it's so secure that you could hide uh, nuclear secrets in there i think yes
0: yes that has been done uh (laughs) we might get to that by the end of the podcast we want to keep people around for the whole thing uh but let's not waste any time getting to the the story of the summer that is victor Wembanyama, number one draft pick seven foot three and a half and phenom from france has played two games for the spurs if you listened to the last edition of the spurs insider podcast you knew that was probably going to be the extent of his summer league experience and tom we'll start with you what are your impressions of those first two spurs games from victor Wembanyama?
2: oh well you know the first game was a little uneven um a lot of people who you know were a tad uh disappointed with it or or just just you know knee-jerk reaction where you know knee-jerk reactions were ridiculous uh you know he had he, uh, several several factors contributed to him not playing as well as he would have liked to but still he showed a lot in that first game and then then he came out you know and then and, and
1: pleased everyone with his performance in the second game. They, it was a matter of it was a matter of expectations i think too like the expectations yeah. were just through the roof and and you know the media as a whole was probably to blame for that but for good reason like he is the greatest to come out of the draft in in a quarter century or 20 years um but that doesn't necessarily mean i guess maybe we didn't do a good enough job of setting people up for that doesn't necessarily mean uh he's going to show up without practicing and just tear through the first game of summer league i i i think what you looked for in that game was just how he looked and how he moved, and and even in that game he was doing things with the basketball you've never seen a seven foot three and a half man do before. And you just you just even when he wasn't making shots, you could see it all, um, right there in front of you. And fence is the thing that that translates whether he's rusty or not. He had five blocks in that first game, and you know I th- I think this is a guy that if he plays enough his rookie season, you're you're looking at it all. NBA-type defender if he does nothing else as a rookie. So I, I think that part was exciting, too, from Game 1. And then I guess Game 2, you saw a lot more of the... Um, I mean, you saw shots go down, and you saw a lot more of the offensive arsenal.
2: Yeah, I mean... Summer, I'm gonna Lee, let the me- Summer League's just amazing. The- me- go ahead, Mike.
0: I'm going to let the media off the hook for the expectations thing. Yeah, sure. The number one person who who created these... Huge expectation for Victor Wembenyama in his first game was Victor Wembenyama because sure. every time he has he has done anything on this type of stage before, he's been sensational, like exceeded expectations. You go back to the to the first game he played in the United States, in just down the road from Thomas and Mack in Henderson, Nevada, last October, um, where it seemed like there was there was so much hype for this game, this exhibition against Scoot Henderson that he was set up to fail and he was unbelievable. And you just expected him to do it again. And uh yeah, he he did, he wasn't making his his shots. Like that was the number one thing in the first game. His shot wasn't there. There were some um repeated dribble drives that didn't exactly work out well. And I think that's the one part of his game yeah that probably is going to be in for the biggest rude awakening in the NBA. And that some of those uh, situations where he's tried to be a almost a point guard in a way and create by driving yeah, into yeah. the lane that, that's not going to happen. That's not going to work for him in the NBA on a consistent basis. Like he's gonna he's gonna pull that off sometimes, but that's not what I think the Spurs are going to ask him to do. And and the other factor that you know Jeff and Tom both mentioned all the reasons why um, he wasn't going to be a superstar in that first game um right away. Uh, you know, the time off, um, just the the ridiculous week that he'd had with in terms of media appearances and TMZ uh <laughs> uh sensationalism and all that stuff that went into that. The other thing is like the Spurs don't have the Spurs summer league team doesn't have the point guard type, the the experienced yes. guy, playmaker type that he's going to have even from like a trade deal on the NBA team. Um and I think yeah. that the summer league team could have benefited from that in a way of just having somebody to help set him up. Um, but when you look at the two games as a whole, like yeah. that, you you saw all the all the reasons why the Spurs were so excited to get him, why NBA scouts and executives have been building him up so so much, why the 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 draft experts were calling him the the, the biggest prospect in twenty years, like you see all of that. Now, does that mean he's going to come in and be rookie of the year? I, I'm not sure. Um, but I I think you see all the reasons why he is the face of this franchise. And, yeah. and uh, the Spurs He'll, should expect that for him. From if, him.
1: He plays, if he plays 20 years, he will never be in a situation like he was in that first game yeah. where he's going to have not played for a month and practiced once. Like, that will never happen yeah. again. If he ever misses a month of his NBA career, he's going to get more than one practice before they throw yeah. him out. There. So, I, I, yeah, there was a little bit where I, I was impressed he came back in game two and had the game that he had, you know what I mean? Like, it's, that, that impressed me a lot, just some fortitude there.
2: Especially in the last four minutes when they were trying to come back and he virtually, you know, almost won it single-handedly. Um, you know, but yeah, to go back to that first game, it's two practices, playing with guys he doesn't know, spacing's poor. Blake Wesley, you know, still trying to learn how to play point guard is at the point. Guys are pounding on him, you know, wanting, you know, he's got a target on his back, which he'll have to get used to. And yeah, the second game, he, he was he was fantastic.
1: Um, you know, everything, everything we thought he'd be. I saw enough but- to think he can be rookie of the year, runner up to uh, Chet Holmgren.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, there's going to be there are good rookies in this class, and um there there will be some situations where like let's say Damian Lillard does get traded, which it looks like he will, like Scoot Henderson, is going to be the focus, the focal point of that Portland offense from the beginning. And uh, like Victor Wimbanyama could have a great year and finish second to him or Chad Holmgren or Brandon Bell and rookie of the year. Boat. That doesn't make him a disappointment. The The Spurs did not draft him hoping that he'd become rookie of the year. Like there are bigger expectations right. for him than that. Um which isn't to say they're gonna, like Jeff has, has mentioned a couple of times online, the Spurs would love for him to win Rookie of the Year, and are going to um, are gonna do everything they can to to make sure there's a possibility that that, that happens. Like they're not gonna be um, load managing him from day one. But this this having him sit after the second game of of summer league is not a redux of right Kawhi letter load management. This, is, this was the plan all along. And like we mentioned, I think the last podcast, Victor Wembanyama has played more basketball in the last year than every other player in the draft. You know, he played a full French League season that went all the way to the middle of June. Uh, it was longer than the college season. You know, the G League, guys, who Henderson sat out the second half of the season. There was no reason to play him more than a couple of games that the NBA very much wanted him to play in Vegas. Around yeah. all the hype that was, uh, you know, the, the announcement of the the end season tournament, and just get eyeballs on on summer league for a couple of days. Like the the Spurs and Victor and the NBA all kind of wanted that exposure, but it didn't need to be more than two days.
2: Yeah, no, it was it was what was expected and stuck with the plan. Uh, he's he stuck around. He did some rookie orientation stuff. Um, then of course today the big announcement about him landing an endorsement deal with Barcode so his name is still out there he's still the focal point but um, it's been fun also watching uh, another uh, French player that they drafted um, in the second round uh, performed quite well uh, defensively with his playmaking talking of course about C.D. Sissoko of course yeah, of course. It's been fun to watch out here. And, uh, you know, Dog Barlow has played well. Penny, of course. Um, yeah, so – but it was neat to see Webby on the bench with those guys uh, Monday night or Tuesday night when they faced the Wizards. Just really engaged and, uh, and ended the game in street on
0: foot. the the – you you bring up the point that this this trip was not just about the two games he played, um, and we can get into all the off the court stuff that he was involved in, including the uh, the 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 pop diva encounter that was the the story of last week. But in in general, it was just a, I think just in being around him for a few days in Vegas, it was another example of just the 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 level of celebrity i think it's eye opening for uh not only him and what the the nba is about but also eye opening for the spurs uh for everyone around uh Wimbunyama to see what this is going to be like and the attention that's always going to be there from you know Britney Spears trying to come up to him in a casino on his way to dinner and uh and how that turned into this this huge story to just the fact that you know when you walk into Thomas and Mac, and Tom, you and Jeff have been covering games there for many years, and typically to let the uh, listeners slash viewers in on the on on how that works behind the scenes, there's just like you you grab guys in the hallway after a game, and every player, every coach, you just stand there and and get what you need and move on. That's how it was for everybody else. For the Spurs and Victor, they had a whole interview room set up, huge room seats and microphones all that stuff like they are making um accommodations for this prospect like they've never made accommodations on and by they i mean the nba not just the spurs like the, the nba realized they had to do this and well, yeah there would have been no way the, to
1: interview victor in like the corner of the gym like they did with everybody else like that would have just been impossible they had to they oh, had to have it, a dedicated room.
0: same with the draft correct correct he had his own floor in the draft or the day before the draft um, and, you know, he's... That first game, Tom, you can speak to this, but you could tell he came in. And, and the way I put it was that that media interview, that press conference, that interaction was not testing, but it was the least delightful that Victor Wimbanyama has been this whole summer because you could tell he was disappointed and he didn't admit it, but he, he wanted to put on a show for the, the people who showed out to that game that was a buzzworthy game that was a a uh you know a, like like a heavyweight fight at the MGM grant level of, of, of anticipation um, that came with that game I mean people everybody who was in Vegas wanted that and uh, it was sold out and of course they they wanted it in because they wanted to see this once in a generation prospect put on a show. And even though he played fine, he didn't put on that show. And even though he said he was happy that the Spurs won that first game, you could tell he wanted to do a little more. And uh, I think that's fine. And and still, he answered all the questions. He was patient. He was funny. He was better after that second game because he had put on a show. Um, and I I think, you know, like like I mentioned in the in the newspaper on ExpressNews and the uh, Spurs newsletter last week, this was kind of a Welcome to the NBA eye opening experience for Victor Wembanyama uh and the Spurs as well. And I I think just that experience uh will, will serve him well um in the in the weeks and months and years to come.
2: Yeah, his just disappointment um, He couldn't hide the disappointment, you know, etched on his face. But you know, he's, he's so candid. That was that's really refreshing too to hear him say I didn't know what I was doing out there. Um, you know, um, uh, that was, that was neat to see too. There's a, there's just a level of candor from him that's refreshing. And um, I thought he handled it, it really well.
1: I think that was, I will add on the, I think that was literal Go too. Ahead, like he had had one practice. He literally didn't know what he was doing out there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. And for people to get all worked up about it, it's just really ridiculous.
0: I think he had two practices, but still same point. Um, yeah. The, yep. the, on the, on the candor, note one thing that kind of um, made my eyebrows raise along those lines was the interview that he gave the morning before which Tom and I were in the air and didn't quite make it but um, he was asked about the Britney Spears thing and he answered it in a way that was so matter of fact and so not trying to hide anything and so just just kind of Laughing at the whole thing, and that that got the Britney Spears fans really upset. But it was it was this level of tender of of just being open that you hardly ever see from people in that situation. And part of it is he's nineteen. Part of it might be these French doesn't see what the big deal is. Um, but part of it might just be his personality, and that he went play by play and said, "I was walking. I heard someone from the Ivy and you know uh, uh, they kept me on the ba- the tap me on the back and." <laughs> There. But the security guard security guard intervened I don't know what, how much force and I had a nice dinner you know and it, it wasn't him trying to spend it in any way and uh, there's still that aspect of his personality that is shining through despite him being one of the most famous people in the world and for sure that's going to be uh, hardened a little bit over time like it, 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 it has to like he's eventually going to learn how to spend things and how not to tell the entire truth in response to every single question he gets asked. I don't asked. know.
1: Tony, Tony Parker was our best source for injury information on other players. That's, that's, that's true, too. That's true, <laughs> too. <laughs> he could not stop him. It's like, oh yeah, up so, it, so it, for the year. The British
2: thing is just so, so ridiculous. You know, I know he's an <laughs> alien, right? But he doesn't have eyes in the back of his head. He doesn't know who she is or, or what she's doing. Well, he didn't have anything to do with any of it. Yeah, yeah, and they the the security guard reacted so well. I thought I didn't, you know, was it? Ex- I have,
1: I have, I have no opinion on this question really, but I'm just curious. What, what do we think about the first member of the Spurs inter, uh, organization to address that was the 19 year old rookie? Like, should someone else have said something first? I I I kind of don't really have an opinion. I'm just curious what you guys think.
0: No, that was perfect.
1: Perfect. Like, just
0: just let Victor handle it. And he did, and I guess there could have been like from the um, from the Britney fans who I've gotten the little bit online for the past yeah. few days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, they're they're saying all oh, he should have he should have offered a little bit more or more. So I'm sure that's fair. Like, oh, okay, he could have said something like, "I'm sorry that uh, she got that or whatever." Which I'm sorry it happened, whatever. But like, it's not. Uh, I don't think she went to the hospital. I don't think that. um hey, I don't think there was anything that rose to that level, but maybe the next time he will say, he, he, he will, having having learned from this situation, he will understand that people are not just judging him by what happened on the video, but by how he responded to it afterwards. And I, I would bet if this exact same incident happens next week, he would say, he would throw at least one line out there like, oh, sorry yeah. that happened, you know. So a learning Even though. Experience. I can
1: see from his perspective, he did nothing. He did nothing right. to 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 apologize for. But I'm I'm sorry that happened is a good, is a good sentence to say maybe.
0: Yes, yes, yes. There's nothing. There's nothing wrong. And I think for the not not at all saying that security did anything wrong, but like maybe better anticipation next time that in that situation there could be like a pop diva chasing yeah. from behind. And you you Even you go so, over the you go over the top to make sure to like minimize physical contact. Even though that was kind of a put your hands up swipe type of thing, I would I would guarantee that the many qualified, um, uh, uh competent, experienced security people who are gonna be around Victor this year have probably had that discussion. Like, let's review the tape the way that Victor Womenyama reviews the the game tape and say hey, we do our, you know that type. Of thing maybe so.
1: all, all the pop divas out there learn that you just don't run up on someone from behind and try to tap them on the shoulder or whatnot. In a in this a would... uh, 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 shouting in a fake British accent, like maybe that's the that's the lesson that could be learned uh, from from the pop divas out there that are going to be uh, wanting to meet Victor Wimbanyama here in the uh, over the next few years. That was absolutely. Just,
0: Absolutely, but that's not something that the um, you can't pass the buck on that if you're Victor Womeniamo or the Spurs. You can't assume that the pop divas are going to act responsibly in the future. You have to anticipate pop divas who are another maybe, pop they diva need, might. maybe the
1: pop divas needed to show of force, like make an example.
0: I may, may maybe, you know what they mean? Much like,
1: maybe like did I learn?
0: I will, I will, I'll draw this parallel. Um, you could, Jeff McDonald. Tom Orsborn, uh, hope that other people who you see in press conferences and Victor Wembanyama press conferences over the weeks and months and years to come will all ask great questions um, in the future, and just hope that they learn from the uh, not great questions and the questions that are sort of performing for the camera type thing, uh, and and hope that they learn their lessons. Or like Jeff McDonald could learn that maybe when a bad question is asked like don't sl- smack don't smack your head and react to it no but look, like move on if someone
1: smacked the people smacked the people asking the bad questions maybe they'd learn
0: we are not endorsing violence anyway that's another an number I, I i have i have children any, so.
1: any, <laughs> any
2: self-induced head slap by of jeff McDonald. it's welcome all
0: right hey britney's <laughs> hell britney's head slap was self-induced yes <laughs> much like Jet mcdonald's smacking his own head uh is also somebody so knows what we're talking about that was really funny but like the the listeners i think enjoy the in jokes sometimes also this would be a good time to mention that uh we are recording this on a thursday afternoon uh central time still in the morning uh las vegas time uh i know from having spent a few days there with uh uh Tom in, in, in the hotel that houses his secure location that he probably just got back from the concierge lounge where he had a nice little breakfast, some coffee. And you want to fill uh, the listeners in on why you are not podcasting from your uh, hotel bedroom at this time and, and, yes. and, 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 and where you are precisely within your secure location.
2: Well, I'm in, I'm in my room in the restroom, uh, in the restroom, wife, my wife is with me and she's watching Wimbledon, which we've been really enjoying. Uh, mm-hmm. in fact, it, 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 watching Wimbledon. uh, the little spur tie, we, uh, tied to it. We were, we we're trying to think this morning of, uh, Quincy Pondexter's name and Sloane's, Yes. Yes. So we, we That was went. from a
0: Mike Finger column a few years
2: exactly. ago. Exactly. We 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 went out for a walk this morning. We were talking about American tennis players. And uh uh-huh. I said Beth is really knowledgeable about tennis, much, 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 much more so than myself. In fact, she's more knowledgeable about any sport than I am. But um anyway, I asked her, whatever happened to that that player that um the spur guy, the spur was uh friends with from sacramento that mike grow the column on and uh that wow. brought us uh brought us to plincy bondexter and his friendship with uh slow so
0: yes He'd, and this, so not to put too too fine of a point on this but exactly uh, where where in the restroom are you podcast i think
2: producers would up, like I, to know
0: this yes well, where are you sitting
2: uh well right now i moved from to the town. from our <laughs> From our first spot, now I'm on the uh, bathtub. Uh, so he wouldn't
1: don't... have to admit it out loud. That's why That exactly.
2: exactly, exactly. Oh. He okay, okay.
0: Well, that's just a peek behind the scenes of the Spurs Insider podcast. The are, the are, there,
1: are there state secrets in there? Nuclear secrets that just got stored.
0: Not really the, uh, yeah, that is Not the, the place where world. you store them. That is exactly. the place where you store them, like in a bathtub. That's the best spot for them. Um. The the decision, the the well anticipated decision uh, by Victor Wembanyama to call it a summer league after the second game means that we will not see him publicly on the basketball court for sure until the end of September. Uh, he has announced that he will not play in the FIBA World Cup with the French team. Uh, another decision he made, kind of in consultation um, with the Spurs. Um, this is going to be a, uh, I think this, this will be a good break for him, even though he's going to get back to the gym and he's very dedicated to his training regimen, all that type of stuff. But, um, you know, the, while he's gone, what's, what's on the agenda for the, the remaining summer league Spurs, the Malachi random all-stars, if you will, uh, Tom will be there through the end of summer league. What are you looking to see from those guys?
2: Hey, they want to come home with a championship. Uh so you know, they're they have a game uh against Detroit Friday night, and then they'll play at least one more, I believe, if they're not in the uh playoff portion of this highly competitive summer league. Um so but as I said earlier, the focus, um, you know, it shifts game to game. But throughout they've been really pleased with City Sissoko. Um, he's you know, he's got this linebacker build and this rumbling, bubbling, stumbling—you know—head down drive to the basket way about him. He's fun to watch. Um, he had the behind-the-back pass to Barlow last game for an easy bucket. Um, you know, really committed to playing good defense, which which he has done so far, and uh, he's he's been kind of emerging as the focus out here, as a, as just as Brian White said you know they thought they got a steal getting him in the second round and uh yeah he's been playing quite well
0: so well, talking going, to folks about him and, ta- and talking to folks about him like the the defense thing he could he could play right right now in the nba and he yeah. can stop guys like you watched him against brandon miller um you watched him against several of the of the trailblazers top guys um like he elite Offensive players don't like it when C.D. Sissoko guards him. And yes. at that level, that part of his game plays right now. Now, the the I, I don't think that the Spurs have made official what type of contract he's going to sign yet. Um, right. Right. I, 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 I believe from the beginning the plan was a two-way deal, which I still think, especially considering how crowded the Spurs' um, full roster is right now, I still think that's the most likely thing. And the Listen. advantage there is that... Uh, which the, the part of his game that needs to grow is the offensive game. Like Tom mentioned, he has had a couple of moments, but that is the rough, uh, the not rough, the raw part of his game is on offense. And this that is-, is where prospects going back to Derek white, Dejounte Murray, Keldon Johnson, you know, name, name the group that Devin Vassell they honed that scoring ability, that offensive ability. And Austin. and I think that, um, that could work out really well for a guy like Sissoko this year. If he comes back, and I'm sure he'll get some, like a two-way deal, you you get to spend, uh, what, half the year with the big club if, if you want to, but but he's going to get a lot of playing time in Austin, I think, and that he can learn there how to develop that other part of his game. Um, the other thing to talk about is, like, I've been really impressed with Malachi Brown. Like that yeah. that dude is gonna be a despite the one of like, seventeen. Like yes, like yes. Throw that out.
1: Yes. Throw that out because that, that the rest of the summer has been hey. really good. He bounced like, and back. it would be a light kind of.
2: Yeah, he bounced back twenty nine points after that uh you know, terrible shooting performance. Uh he was stung by criticism on Twitter. It really got and to, up. to not
1: read Twitter. That would be my I yeah. I that
0: agree. That'd be my uh, but, but my, uh, when the scouts talk about three-level scorers at ten, he's got the he's got the three-point shot. He can do the mid-range stuff, and he can get to the hoop. And th- he's not an all-star right away. But it, weirdly, for a team that went what twenty-two and sixty last year, there's going to be kind of a playing time crunch. <laughs> I sure when you look at the roster; it's like, where are all these guys going to get minutes? Because you want to play um, the what well, we have pegged as a starting five, which might not be. Because I don't think Victor Wembanyama really is the center on this team, uh, nor does he want to be the center on this team. But you if you go through Trey Jones at point uh three wings, uh Vassell, Johnson, it's really a starting so sohan. Sohan, sohan, and then Wembanyama and then Zach Collins is gonna play in there. So you're right, Joe. It's a it's a starting six. Uh those guys are all gonna get a bunch of minutes. Then like you need to find time for Malachi Branham. You need to find time for um I think Br- like Blake Wesley's gonna play more. Uh you're bringing yeah, Doug, Doug McDermott's back. You just got Reggie Bullock, uh, uh the 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 kid from Cleveland, uh Seti Osman. Uh-huh. Um there's all kinds of guys that can get time. And uh and we haven't even mentioned like the Charles Bassey types, the Mamu, the uh who am I who am I forgetting? Uh, oh uh, uh champen yeah champenny's been a, a a huge star in the summer and like that dude can make shots um they're gonna it's it pops gonna have an interesting time working all these guys in and some of these guys obviously are gonna get relegated to the end of the bench at some point but they have fun little combinations on little options to play with uh it's it's more than just a Wendy show i think
1: Going back to the summer guys, Barlow's still unsigned too. Mission I did mention him. But yeah. Barlow's unsigned. I I, I suppose, as we talked about before, he was kind of pegged for a two way deal. and I suppose that's still the plan. But I mean, is he going to get some some?
0: Is he going to get some offers from some other teams? I mean, is he going to look from some other teams based on his summer? Because he's a restricted free agent, and uh, and. If, a guy, if another team sees that, hey, the Spurs have a roster crunch and maybe it's worth a while to throw this guy an offer and, and make the Spurs think about it, like that might happen. Uh, they already have to, to waive two guys. They have 17 guys on full deals right now. Right? I don't see how they can sign Barlow to
1: a full deal, really, with the That's crunch that I'm have. saying.
0: With, with I mean, same thing
1: with Sissoko. Right. Same thing with Sissoko. Right.
2: right. Well, Brian Ride, I talked to him before Tuesday's game, and he said he kind of left the door open on... Uh, Sissoko, you know, I asked him about what their plans are for him, you know, the two way deal. And, uh, he said they're, they're, they're still working a lot of stuff out with everything that's been going on, but, you know, they want to certainly, uh, uh, he's a big part of their future,
0: he said. And, uh, the reason, the reason why the two way deal I think still is, uh, is the leading option for him is because he doesn't have another, like, he, he, he's not a free agent. (laughs) And, uh, And they just they have to already waive two guys to get to add another full time guy. They have to waive a third guy, Um, and I think there are some obvious waving candidates. Like the um, I'm 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 blocking on the other name of the guy from the from Cleveland to uh, Lamar Stevens. There you go, Um, Kim Birch. Birch. with the with the bad body. Um, Those are (laughs) two. Maybe uh, those are are two
1: obvious. Waving candidates i, I think steven right. isn't even like his contract is even guaranteed until january so that that seems to be an obvious choice right there
0: right and so to, to add either sissoko or barlow you, you got need a third, like third guy and barlow seems more likely because you might have to match somebody like if somebody else offers him a deal um on a full contract like you 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 kind of have to give him that to get him to stay whereas sissoko is you have his rights and you can go ahead and sign them to a two-way deal. I think that works out for everybody. But this is the minor issue that the uh, that the listeners may or may not care about too much. Uh, they care this, about this, everything. They do. They do. They do. I, I I should give them more credit. They care about it all. Or uh, we will uh, we will bid the folks adieu uh, okay. right now. Though, I'm not sure we will be back. We, you know, Wimpy's taking a break. We might take a break. We're gonna we're gonna commit the three of us plus sports editor Nick Talbot to to a, I think a if we can a weekly deal once training camp gets started in late September. We want to spend more time with you every week. I think we're gonna try to to fit in a new room for Tom to broadcast from every week. He's done the bathroom. Maybe he can do it like a kitchenette, a breakfast nook, a, a fitting uh, room. The fitting room to Ross stress for less. Bidding room at draw <laughs> stress for less. Uh the listeners can send in suggestions for rooms where Tom can podcast from that that could be a fun thing.
1: About an escape uh, room. Like that could be part of the deal. He has to
0: try to get out of the escape room while podcasting. Those are extremely secure and top secret. So maybe
2: maybe we do a driving podcast, right Mike? And, uh, and I could drive and you and Jeff could be a uh, be that a, is
0: a that is a podcast idea. That that is for another time. Wilds and cars, drivers in North America. Tom is not a good driver. Uh, but we, will, I'm, I'm going to end up. I'm going to end this looking at the bright side. I survived several vehicle rides with Tom, with all my appendages, uh, with my health. And we see the listeners next time. You all can do the same. And in the meantime, you can take care of each other and keep it real.